Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your one-stop shop for raising kids in this tech-heavy world. We bring on professionals and experts to give you all the tools you need to help your kids become fire-breathing warriors that have the strength to break out of the mold society has put them in. At the end of the day, we're all here for one reason, to help save some kids. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Kids podcast. It's your host, Nate Webb, live in studio, Salt Lake City area, and we got a show for you today. So the beauty industry is a feckled thing. While we want our kids to be presentable and take care of themselves, we also don't want them to feel the crushing weight of the unrealistic standards that the beauty industry has set. And so I brought in a bit of an expert on the matter. Everybody meet Dr. Sheila McGinnis. Dr. Sheila McGinnis is a board-certified pediatric dermatologist with a busy academic practice in Minneapolis. Um, she's a mom to two tween boys and a co-founder of the Strike Club. Dr. McGinnis is an active in her national society and is currently the president of the Society of Pediatric Dermatology. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nate. I'm so pleased to be here and um, yeah, excited to chat. Yeah, I'm, I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. I know this subject can be a triggering conversation for many, but I feel like as educators, we can approach it from some good angles where the audience can benefit from your insight. As a pediatric dermatologist and as a mom of tweens, what are your thoughts of like beauty standards right now? And how can we help encourage our kids to, you know, be presentable, um, to present themselves in a positive manner, but also help them to be comfortable in their own skin because we don't want their worth anchored in how they look. We don't want them to feel less than because they don't feel pretty enough or handsome enough or good enough, but we want them to be comfortable. So what are your thoughts? Oh my gosh, there is so much to dig into there, Nate. And I think oh, you're yes. right. If we If we think about beauty standards, um, right now, with the rise of social media, with the selfie generation, the beauty standards are impossible. Yeah, and there's also kind of a double standard within beauty standards between you know how boys and girls kind of see themselves and are and their emerging identities like in that context. And so, as a mom of tween boys and a pediatric dermatologist, where I do have a large patient population of adolescents, um, I see how you know, the beauty standard and our conversation about it and the way that skin conditions or skin diseases show up um, in that really fragile time um, of adolescence and how it really impacts, you know, a, a, a person's life, a teen's life, you know, the psychosocial impact of, of skin conditions when you're just kind of forming that self-identity is, is mm -hmm. huge, especially where, you know, comparisons and the internet and social media make it really, really hard for, for our young people today to really kind of emerge with, with their own unique self-identity. Yeah. And so how can we help kids to be comfortable in their own skin, but take care of their own skin? Because <laughs> I, I, as, as a former teen boy, I know that skin can be gross, um, and then it can pop up and pimples happen and you feel just like, Bleh! um, and it's, you know, again, teaching them to take care of their skin, but to be comfortable in their own skin. How can we do that? 
Totally. I think as a mom and a doctor, a lot of it is just starting with those basic healthy hygiene habits really, you know, early on in the tween years, you know, teaching our teens that it's good and great to take care of your skin, to wash your face twice a day, to give them like that, give them the tools they need, but also, you know, model for them that it's, it's great to, to take care of yourself and to model that self-care and vulnerability. That's like a first step, I think, as a, mm-hmm. as a, and let's face it, 90% of teens are going to struggle with acne at some point. So starting healthy skincare ca- habits early is, is really important. And, you know, I think I'll take it one step further and talk about, you know, a little bit of gender difference. You know, a lot oh, of yeah. times I practice, um, I've got the the teen girls coming in. They've got like a multi-step routine. They've seen <laughs> online internet, you know, right. content, YouTube videos about all the different ingredients and, and whatnot. So a lot of time with the girls, I'm reining them in saying less is more, you know, you don't need to cover your face in snail mucin at this time. You know, we really just addressing what their, you know, their issue might be, whether it's acne or something, something else or hyperpigmentation or the need for sun protection, Mm -hmm. getting that all kind of sorted with girls is, is kind of like a, a great and a big conversation. But sometimes when boys come in to, to my office, they've, you know, they're a little more withdrawn. They've got a hoodie on, they're covering up. Mm -hmm. They're a little bit more kind of in, in themselves, harder for me to draw them out. Right. Um, they're less likely to be doing like a 10 step skincare routine. Mm-hmm. And if you really ask them, sometimes you'll be surprised. And I think I've surprised several moms by saying, Hey, like, how often are you showering? You know, what are you using in the shower? And honestly, sometimes they are literally using Pantene to wash their face. So <laughs> there's this kind of gender difference that I really saw in my practice and in real life and even in my own home. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I felt like teen boys were really struggling and not having their their needs met because you only have to walk down the aisle at Target or Walmart to see, you know, what what kind of things, what kind of tools are we are we giving permission for boys and young men to use? There's really not that much. If you walk down the acne aisle, you're gonna see a lot of pink and fruity things that are definitely marketed to girls, but you know, you, you may not see things that, that would resonate with boys or you'll see like the blue and white sterile kind of like acne creams and things that I had when I was growing up, you know, not much innovation there. So I think, you know, that's really what, what I think was the impetus for strike club is four moms getting together, realizing that, Boys were being left out of self-care and mm-hmm. not being given the tools they needed. Um, so that's kind of where Strike Club came in um, to our conversation. What is Strike Club? Strike Club is really just a basic skincare routine that boys can follow. It's, you know, it's marketed to boys. I formulated it for them to be really safe, clean, effective kind of addressing conditions that teen boys will pop up with, whether it's acne or body odor or needing to, you know, do something quickly after a sports routine. Um, it's all just kind of there for them. Mm. But the strike club line works for everyone. So a lot of teen teen girls love it too. You know, they don't want to be using like the pink fruity things, then it may resonate, especially with, 
you know, with girls who are more, you know, geared towards athletes or right. not super, super into girly scented things. Right. What was the inspiration for Strike Club? I mean, you have two tween boys of your own. How old are they? They are 10 and 12. And oh, my goodness. She's in Keeping the trenches. Keeping me busy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. Um, and so was, you know, your, your, your boys was the inspiration for that or just noticing like, I don't know that boys were being left out of the conversation, like you said, but why do boys resist skincare so much? Cause we do, we resist the skincare. I I think your listeners, especially if, if many of them are moms are, are going to really kind of feel this story, um, on a firsthand basis. I think, you know, in our society, it, it's funny. I think it goes back to gender roles and gen- gender norms and how it's okay for girls to engage in self-care and be vulnerable and to use that language. But yet we don't really celebrate that for our boys, you know, and they are more likely to to kind of not talk about it, not, or, or they're maybe taught or conditioned not to care about it. But you know what, Nate, they do care. Yeah. We know they care. And we know that acne is very stigmatizing, especially in those tender teenage years. And we know that it's associated with higher rates of depression and anxiety in those who struggle for it. Mm. So in my practice, seeing that kind of play out in real time and the differences, you know, between boys and girls, you know, when my business partners came to me with this idea, having also noticed this like white space where mm. boys were really being left out of the conversation it completely resonated with me as a mom and as a doctor, I kind of knew how I wanted, you know, to formulate the products and and kind of make it easy for teens, um, yet effective for the, the skin conditions that they come across. Gotcha. It is so, so hard. I mean, it's hard to be a kid in general. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, the acne, the the just growing up in general, your body changing, the confidence. It, it's it's hard to be confident in those teen years when you're ever changing. And so when, when that acne inevitably pops up, how can we teach kids to be resilient and to have good confidence, even when they might have blemishes on their skin? You know, I think that sometimes kids don't want to talk about it. They want to ignore it, pretend it's not happening and they, they retreat. And like we were saying, maybe boys are a little more likely to do that than girls, but for everyone, it's really important as parents that we, you know, give space to that conversation and open that conversation up. Hey, I noticed, you know, that, that maybe there, there's a little bit of a breakout here. Do you want to talk about it? How can we help? Like, let's, Mm -hmm. let's think about ways that we can engage in, you know, taking a positive step forward for, for your skin and for your self-esteem, et cetera. And, and even naming it and saying, you know what, I've noticed that lately you may not have, you know, been acting yourself, or maybe you're feeling a little bit down. Is it because of, you know, this breakout? And if so, let's talk about it and, and develop a plan so that together we can, you know, move forward, whether that's, you know, going to the store with them to pick out something that you think is going to be helpful off the count uh, off the shelf, or whether it's, you know, oh gosh, this acne is looking a little more severe. It's a little bit inflammatory or whatever skin condition. Let's make you an appointment with a dermatologist. Yeah. (laughs) Pediatric dermatologists are not exactly a well-known branch of doctors because you are a specialty branch of doctors. Oh, you're so right, Nate. (laughs) So not many people know that y'all exist, um, much less boys that would want to go to the skin doctor. 
um, because it's often associated with girls, right? Taking care of skin, going to the skin doctor and things like that. But if there's things, conditions, skin conditions going on, it's okay to go to the skin doctor. Um, and I know, I know the skin doctor is a very, I don't know, that's not a correct term, but it's a slang thing that makes sense to a lot of people. Yeah, um, sure. Um, but yeah, it's, how can we, I don't know, just normalize this stuff. So people, cause I mean, we talked about normalizing it. We talked about, you know, getting comfortable on skin. I just feel like right now there's so much insecurity around how we look. And I feel like largely that's, you know, attributed to, you know, the selfie generation, um, the social media presence and everything. And so I'm just wanting to help rewind it a little bit. If we can just put a little rewind in there so that kids aren't feeling so like, yeah, this stuff's going to happen to their face. They're going to work on it. The acne is going to pop up. I just wish they weren't so self-conscious about it. They weren't so they didn't, it didn't crush their world when it popped up and they weren't so embarrassed to take a picture of themselves like that. They're still, they're still okay. Even if they might have some acne that pops up. Oh, of course. You know, acne is normal. It's a, like a rite of passage, you know, Mm -hmm. it's when it's when it's getting a little more severe or parents are worried about scarring or other things are going on that they may seek out, you know, a doctor, a dermatologist, you're right. Pediatric dermatologists are very subspecialized. You know, we are a board certified subspecialty of dermatology, but there are many general dermatologists who take care of teens and and young adults as well. And, and that's, you know, a normal thing. And I would tell you that sometimes, you know, when I'm treating you know, children and teens in my practice for things like acne or eczema or psoriasis, a lot of times I'm seeing them more frequently than like their primary care doctor. And so those touch points are a really nice opportunity for me as a healthcare physician to check in with that mental health you know, picture. How are you doing? How is your mood? We have like this little um, questionnaire that that we do so that we can get a nice kind of well-rounded picture of how our patients are are doing from a from a mental standpoint. And if we do see they're struggling, there's resources that we can provide them with. We can reach back out to their primary care doctors. But you're right, normalizing it. Um, having us be a touch point, checking in about mental health and trying to destigmatize it is really important. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, this has been so good. This has been really educational. I hope you parents listening, you know, are are taking note and kind of realizing, you know, that this is normal stuff that kids run into and that it's okay. It's okay to a approach it and talk about it. And your the way you talk about your skin and how you take about your talk about your skin and how you take care of your skin is going to model how your kids approach it. If you're always talking down about yourself and about your skin and your blemishes and talking about, you know, how it looks so blah. And then as you're doing your skin routine, that's going to transfer onto your kids. And so you're going to be the scaffolding for your kids' behavior. Um, for how they treat themselves mentally, physically, their skin, all that good stuff. And so be the example. Um, now, as we close up, how can people see what you got going on? Shameless plug time. Let's hear it. Um, shameless plug time. Well, you know, I I, I would say that the journey with um, the journey from academic medicine into like becoming an entrepreneur and trying to create something new for, mm-hmm. for more people. I think sprung out of what you touched on earlier, Nate, and that is that pediatric dermatology is so small that access to us as specialists is is hard, right? right? So 
when I had the opportunity to think about and create something that would be, you know, helpful to many more people than I can just see in my individual practice, that was so um, motivating for me. Um, so, so that really, that journey into Strike Club, into creating something for teens and especially boys um, and, and their skin needs and their hygiene needs has been awesome. But another thing that I, that, that I encountered along the way is that education is really key and that as physicians, we haven't really been meeting our patients where they are. And unfortunately, Nate, a lot of them are on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I found that in my career, you know, eight to 10 years of volunteering with my national society, which is why right. I, you know, I get to be the president of my national society this year. And then volunteering with the American Academy of Pediatrics and creating, you know, pediatric dermatology resources for everyone, not just in my own patient encounters, but for pediatricians, primary caregivers, and patients and families, handouts and educational resources, you know, in those both national society forums, it's been wonderful to do that. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's not where people are. And in terms of like views and reach, uh, any given month on the SPD, the pedsderm.net website, right. you might get people there, you know, 300 people. Mm-hmm. And yet, as I branched out into trying to educate on social media, um, I saw the power and the reach of kind of being in the same place as our patients because right. that's where they are. And we need an authentic evidence-based voice for physicians to to help our patients in social media. So that's kind of another thing that tied into all of this journey um, with, with, with strike club, but, but having a further reach and meeting patients where they are has been a really important part of the last few years for me. That's awesome. And so where can people find you on social media? Um, They can find me at Dr. Sheila on TikTok and Dr. Sheila, dr.sheila.m on Instagram and then, you know, of course, my National Society has amazing resources. And I, I mm-hmm. talked about that, pedsderm.net. And of course, the American Academy of Pediatrics website, healthychildren.org, has a lot of great resources for parents for everything related to, to skincare, from viral things, you know, baby, baby mm-hmm. skin conditions, and then, you know, all the way from eczema, acne, psoriasis, anything um, that is common in children, you can find some resources to, to help. Love it. Love it. So go check them out, guys. That will all be in the podcast description. So you can go check her out um, and all those resources out. So you and your kids can normalize taking care of your skin and being comfortable in your own skin. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of the Save the Kids podcast. If you'd like Save the Kids to come speak to your church community event, whatever it might be, please fill out a speaker form in the podcast description so we can come to your community. Remember, it takes a village. Go home and give your kids an eight-second hug. And remember, you are wonderful, you are worthy, you are worth it. Have a wonderful day, and we'll see you on the next one.